Hello, everybody. Um, Tiffany, thanks for commenting. Tiffany Allison says that both the Equalizer and uh, uh, the Taken movies are good. And today I just thought, you know, I was working out and just random thoughts came into my head about where, you know, what does romanticism or how does it affect, um, you know, normal everyday movies that we watch? Does it matter? It does if it affects it or not? Or, you know, what's going on? So I thought that it'd be interesting. Um, if anybody was, if anybody was interested, I don't, I don't know. We'll find out, uh, to go and talk about these two movies. I found a couple things interesting about them. I enjoyed both of them for a variety of reasons. And okay. I just like to check that the audio is working. So, you know, I'd be curious, what do you think is the better movie? And then a couple of things I was curious about or thinking about was what, which one is more romantic and how do you think about things like that. Like, and does it matter? Like, does it matter if one is more romantic? One is, you know, realistic as the, the term tends to be, you know, should we have realistic movies? Is, is that the best? Oops. Is that the best kind of uh, action movie? So I thought we would watch um, some of the trailer. And if you have a comment, you know, let me know, but I thought that would be a good way to get us kind of started, um, you know, to see to remind us a little bit about these movies in case like, um, like me, I just watched them. But if you haven't seen them, uh, recently, it might help jog your memory. So first let's take a look at the trailer for, um, equalizer this, we're only going to look at the first ones. And one of the things that I want to stress about this is that they both, um, had pretty similar box offices and they both have very similar characters. Right. That's one of the reasons I was interested in these two in particular. You know, you have the ex CIA agent retired. He's an older guy and he goes out and saves the damsel using his training that he got or in taken parlance, his special is very particular set of skills. And so it's these two movies that are very similar, but often in comparing two works of art, it can tell you a lot about them. And then what I, um, was thinking about is maybe doing something a little bit longer in the future, a little bit more in depth about what it does to you to see more romantic versus more romantic, uh, you know, realistic and, and what different elements there are that are, there can be elements that are romantic and some that are not romantic. So we'll kind of talk a little bit about that. Um, again, if you're interested, so please comment, tell me which one is your favorite taken or, um, Equalizer. So let's check out this first trailer. You catch that fish yet? Hmm? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. It's a happy ending. Caught the fish. The old man met his greatest adversary just when he thought that part of his life was over. Why didn't he just let the fish go? Old man's got to be the old man. Fish has got to be the fish. Got to be who you are. I think that's a really important line, by the way. On this world, right? No matter what. Yo, Pop, bet you didn't have to push no dollies at your old job, did you? Guilty as charged. Can you do a refund for me when you're done? Open the register up right now. Move. Give me that ring. No, it was my mother. Please. It's okay, Jenny. What's you doing about? It is about a guy who's a knight in shining armor, except he lives in a world where knights don't exist anymore. My ring. Anything you want to be, change your world. I promise. 
promised I would never go back to being that person. When somebody does something unspeakable, it's something you hardly knew. You do something about it. Okay, that line again was very important if you're paying attention. Um, and if you've seen the movie. So what we're looking at right now, and I'm trying to get you to tune into, are the, the characters. Because you can. I mean about a girl. <laughs> 16 seconds. Afraid to make a single sound. Afraid to find a way out. So here I am and I will not rest. 19 seconds. It actually says like 28 seconds. He didn't take out five pimps. He took out the East Coast hub of the Russian Mafia. A man with his skill. I want to know who he really is. He won't stop until he kills you and anyone you care about. This goes all the way to the top. Not enough? Because I can keep going. Brick by brick, body by body. What do you see when you look at me? What do you see when you look at me? It's too late to start. September. All right, so my dad said, thanks, Dad. Uh, Equalizer had a story and he had his code, which made his actions understandable, even though he was not fighting for family but for right. So I think that's an interesting observation. There's definitely something about the character. And again, what we're going to try and talk about is the character versus different elements of these stories. So there's something fantastic and there's an element of what makes romanticism. If you read a lot of romantic literature, like what makes romanticism romanticism versus what happened in the, you know, post you know, romantic era in the late 1800s, early 1900s is this realistic movement, making things more realistic. Now, Equalizer, Denzel's character, or I believe his name is Robert um, something. I can't remember his last name. It's Robert and then Liam Neeson's Brian. And what's really interesting, I think, about the the, the Denzel Washington character is that, um, you know, as, as my dad pointed out, that he has a code. He talks about, you know, he's a knight in shining armor in a world where there are no longer knights. And the way he fights is definitely what I would consider that element, the method of fighting is actually very romantic. It's it's um if you saw John Wick, like John Wick, the the directors of that actually created a brand new form of fighting called gun fu. And it's like that's not something like no professional would ever fight like that. That's absolutely ridiculous. And I think that actually is a great romantic, you know, element to to fight in a way that you wouldn't necessarily fight in real life but that emphasizes the kind of character that he is. And the same thing with this character, like this character, Denzel Washington, the romantic element is that as they point out in Equalizer 2, by the way, is that he's kind of like a superhero that he can almost see things in advance and then plan out a whole plan of action in a couple of seconds, execute it. And that almost makes him invincible. Now, the same thing is um, true, by the way, of Taken in a certain sense, except he's not quite, um, you know, he doesn't be able to see things ahead of time. He's just heavily skilled. He has a particular set of skills. So let's watch that trailer. Um, and then we can kind of compare the two 
and see what they, you know, see what some of the differences in the, the language. And if you notice, like with Equalizer, I pointed out two things that I think are fundamental. So just to make my point clear, the action of Denzel, of the, of the Equalizer film, first one, is very romantic. The character isn't quite as romantic in my sense. He's more, he, he more comes from classical type of uh, a background in terms of literature. And so what I mean by that is he is like the old knights in shining armors in that he fights um, and he kind of has a code, but it's a new code that's being born. So it's like he's a, an action hero and, you know, or a superhero, but he's just a regular guy who has this one uh, very effective skill. But he, he doesn't seem to have, um, or he seems to have just like what many other superheroes he does it only because that's what you're supposed to do because he quote unquote can. And in fact, he does go around saving people who he has very little connection to. And that's what a knight in shining arm, shining armor does. And, and by the way, the book that he's holding where he's, he's talking to the, the, stri- the hooker, uh, while they're walking through is called Don Quixote, uh, by Miguel de Cervantes. And part of the, the, that book, which is interesting is that that one, it's considered one of the first novels, but in a more, romantic setting is it's kind of ridiculing and um this is the sancho character if I, or poncho it's been about six years since i've read that book but it's a very cynical book actually it's a very cynical about morality and doing the right thing because this guy is you know chasing windmills and trying to see monsters where there are none but he wants to do the right thing and that's what you know so the question is what is the right thing and for Equalizer, he's equalizing the world by, you know, defending bad guys and good guys. And if you're interested, I would highly recommend watching Antoine Foucault's other stories, particularly Magnificent Seven. I think that's it's very interesting that he chose that movie because that was one of the critical, I would say that was a very big catalyst emotionally in America for getting into the Vietnam War. If you, because... What had changed in Westerns? I'll just briefly, so we could talk, if we're ever interested, anybody's ever interested, let me know. We could do a kind of a history of Westerns from like the B movies in the 30s all the way up to the, the 60s and Clint Eastwood, who basically ruined it, in my view. And, um, but what, what happened in the, um, in the early 60s, and particularly with Magnificent Seven, was a huge cutoff point. If you listen to the language that, um, John F. Kennedy uses in one of his famous speeches. It's a speech called The New Frontier. He's basically saying that we need to go out and save people. It's, be, you know, because of who we are as Americans, and I'm seeing this language come up again, and it's starting to freak me out. I think it's not a good thing to have this language too heavy in our society. But what he was saying is that, well, what World War II did was it moralized us a generation. It made this generation stronger. Now we have this new generation. It's been 20 years and we haven't, we don't have that anymore. So what are we going to do? Well, you know what? We're going to go out and, you know, this is he, this is what the, the new frontiers. It's let's create the Peace Corps and let's go out and save the world. And this is the, the, the birth of America being the police state for the entire world, by the way. And if you watch Magnificent Seven, he uses the language of Westerns, John F. Kennedy and Magnificent Seven is a beautiful story of the worst kind of ethics I know of, which is this doing things for others and getting nothing in return. And that's what they do. And it's hugely stressed. The same thing in Equalizer and the same thing in The the Magnificent Seven with Antoine Foucault. He gets it. Antoine Foucault knows what he's talking about. 
He's, I don't like his ideology, but he knows what he's talking about. And, and so in the original, for instance, they, these seven guys who are hired gunmen essentially, um, are hired by this village, uh, who are being bombarded by, you know, uh, desperados or these bad guys, basically these black hats. And the, they don't have any money though, this village. So they, they hire them for like basically the equivalents of like a penny or a dollar. And they said, that's all we got. We don't have anything. And so that, that stressing of that little amount of money is really a very great piece of artwork saying that these guys go out to save them because they can, right? And the problem with that though is that there's everyone in the world has needs. And when you base an ideology on that, you're going to get yourself into situations that you can. And in fact, the Magnificent Seven, they all die. And you know, if you know much about the history of the Vietnam War, it's not, you know, it's a very tough war that we went into, I think, for pro- problematic reasons. And that's what is going on with this, this shift in the Western movies. And Antoine Foucault loves that kind of ideology. And it's, it's, um, so the Equalizer movies kind of has this element to it of this, hey, let's go out and save everybody because we have these skills, you know, and so, the, again, the problem is there's a lot of people with a lot of problems. Now, so that means you're endlessly helping people forever and you get nothing out of it and then you're just going to end up dead. So, <clears throat> but at least he's doing it. Now, the question is romanticism versus realism. Again, equalizer, very romantic action. The character has what I would call more of a classical element where he's doing things because that's what you're supposed to do. There's not really any clear reason for him doing things. Um, except that he can, right? That, so in other words, if you read poetry, uh, this will be the last example I'll give, then we'll move on to take it. If you read poetry, um, the, the called metaphysical, um, poets or the po- pre-romantics, when they talk about, for instance, the death of a son, like the death of their son, they actually, um, yes. And, um, the Magnificent Seven, uh, my dad is mentioning is a remake of Seven Samurai. That's very true. And, um, so what was I saying? So there's, there's a, there's an element of, um, in metaphysical poetry or the pre-romantic poetry, there's this element where you get a, um, disconnected list, disconnected from your own emotions. Like it doesn't, when you read it, even when they lose a son, like, uh, you know, there's a poem where a, a son is dying and he's writing a poem about his dead son that just died. And it, his love for the son kind of cracks through the poem, but it really reads like a list of things that he loved about his son. Like, oh, my son did this, my son did that. And that's, I think, what you get with the classical and, and like pre-romantics. Like, and that's kind of the feel that you get, although you, you do get this, okay, there is some loveliness here in the poetry, but at the same time, it's like, oh, there's, there's a disconnection. It, it doesn't come out of the language of your own everyday experiences, which is what the romantics tried to change and move and, and improve on. And I think they did. And I think we get that. So equalizer, I would put in that realm. It's, it's the action is romantic, but the story overall is pre-romantic or it's, or it's realistic. Um, you know, or it's uh, political, it's classical, it's naturalistic. He's not doing it for something that's coming out of his own desires. It's, it's something that he believes is a code he has to go out and do. And so he goes out and does it. Now let's look real quick at the, um, take it trailer.
Oh, my darling. Happy birthday. Dad, guess what? Mm -hmm. You know my friend Amanda? Yep. Her cousins asked us to spend vacation with them in Paris. I really, really want to go. Don't go to Paris. You were supposed to call me when you left. There's someone here. What? Oh my god, they got Amanda. They got me. All right, listen to me. Go to the next bedroom. Under the bed. Tell me when you're there. <laughs> now, the next part is very important. They're going to take you. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for a ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Where are they? If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. You have a 96 hour to what? To never finding her. No. But if you don't, I will look for you. Where is she? I will find you. I will find you. I will kill you. Yes, you will. Good luck. Now, that um, director. Pierre Morel did another really good movie that didn't seem to do as well, but I really like with Jennifer Garner called Peppermint. I think it's Peppermint. Uh, I, I hope it's Peppermint, but I would highly recommend watching that movie. Now, my favorite, I'll just say, is Taken. Now, I liked both of them. Like I said, I, I, the action and the, you know, was really intense and very exciting with Equalizer. The action was probably better in Equalizer than it was in, um, Taken. But what I liked about Taken, I think is better, is that it's more romantic. The overall story is more romantic. And the reason is the motivations of the character. So the motivations of Liam Neeson's character is, as he said, he has a determination, you know, but it's not because he has to do it. It's not that, you know, that's just what he's supposed to do. And in fact, it's very interesting if you watch the two movies. Look at how they they look at the, how they view their jobs. So when in Taken, when the daughter asks Liam Neeson's character, "Why did you leave us all the time? What were you doing?" You know, and he says basically, "I was a protector, or, or you know, I was a, a stopper, or something like that." I don't remember the term he uses. And she said, "So it was a good job." And he says, "Yes, it was a good job." And he has a very positive view of what he used to do. Now, the problem in his past and Liam Neeson's past was that he didn't spend time with his daughter, right? And, and, or his wife. And so he lost both of them. The, even though in the movie he says, I, no matter what, I, you know, um, took off, uh, even when he was really far away he, and, and he was like in a war zone. It was his daughter's birthday. So he left and I, um, and it's, and he left and went to go visit her for his birthday, her birthday. She, he got in such trouble that he like got, you know, sent to Alaska for a couple of years or something like that or a year. And the point is that he was, he was willing to do that because he made a promise. I'm going to do this. And he did love his family, even when he was at a job that he really, really, really loved, which was protecting America, you know, doing his job that gained him a very particular set of skills. You know, he was a protector, a defender, just like, uh, uh, Denzel Washington's character, or Denzel Washington came after Liam Neeson's taken, so you know it'd be taken first. But anyway, so that 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 idea is is 
Um, it's very interesting to look at Job, how Liam Neeson's character likes it, how Denzel looks at it. Denzel looks at it as though it was this huge burden. He didn't like it. You know, it was something he just, he knew how to kill. He was good at it. He had special skills as well, but that was the only reason he did it. He didn't do it out of a love for it. And what I like about the, the Liam Neeson character in Taken is that he did his job for love it, love of it. He made the mistake of not balancing his life, not equalizing his life. And so he lost his family. He quit his job, even though he was still at the top of his game and he, and he loved his job. It's stressed over and over. He loved his old job. But he quit it in order to be near his family and to try to build a relationship with his daughter. Now, as he's doing these, he's trying to do his best to, to, you know, he's given up something he's loved because he loves something more, which is his daughter. He wants to be with her. And so, but then she's taken from him, right? And then he uses those skills, just like a knight, to defend him. But again, it's for him. That's the big difference between the two characters, is it comes out of a deep passion. And there's a a determination that he has, not determinism, but a determination he has in pursuing his values. Now, it's very hard to have a full romantic plot structure where there's a sequence of you know, uh, uh, logically connected events based on their motivations in an action movie that's like 95 minutes long. But this movie does stress that kind of romanticism in plot and character as much as it possibly can in its very limited time. And Peppermint, the other Pierre Morel movie, is also like that, where there's it stresses to the best of its ability in a 90-minute... Now, could it do better? Of course, yeah, it could do better. But it's still doing a good job trying to condense all of this, you know, in this intense plot structure of... Um, I mean, not a lot of real, you know, important events really happen. It's, he, he goes to, you know, he, he goes to Paris, he figures out wh- where one guy is by... Take, you know, a picture of his girl, you know, and he's, he's trying to figure out all these elements. Whereas, um, you know, this is Liam Neeson's character whereas equalizer. Denzel Washington doesn't quite do it that way. He has a completely different method. In fact, one of the times, you know, they, they both go to mentors. I mean, the, what's funny is like these movies are so identical. It's why I would really recommend watching them, you know, close together and kind of thinking about them. Now, here's what I wanted to end on this. And I hope you guys keep commenting because I'd be interested in your thoughts. And, I one of the purposes of Troubadour magazine and what I'm trying to do is that one there's a, a elevation of language doesn't have to be long words. I find it like what why I wanted to do this little podcast video thing here is because I find it very interesting that taken that that I will find you, you know, I have a very particular set of skills. I'm a nightmare for people like you, you know, I will find you, I will come for you, I will find you and I will kill you. Like those very simple determinate, you know, like willful language, that to me is very romantic. And I think that is why, and that's what I'm looking for for at Troubadour, by the way. And that is why that movie not only did better as a TV series, but is a cultural phenomenon where people, you know, know that line, they know where it comes from. And if you think about it, like there's not really any lines in Equalizer that you know. If you tell someone, like if you watched Equalizer and you told someone about it, you'd be like, oh man, the action sequence, he does some real cool stuff. And that's really about it, right? And I think, so one of the things I'm, I, I want to spread into our culture a little bit more is this romantic notion in language, character, plot, and you know overall setting. That's not to disparage in action movies, cool romantic 
um, John Wick gun foo, right? Where he's like jumping on a guy and blasts him in the head, right? And he, I think he's got an 86 bo- uh, body count in that movie. And there's nothing against stuff like that. I think stuff like that is fun. It's cool. You know, I enjoy it. I'm a, a 90s kid, so I grew up with action movies from the 90s and I loved it. So, you know, I'm all about that stuff. But there is something to this kind of uh, romantic emotion and what it, I think, does. And I think the movie Night and Day with Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz are very simple movies, very simple action movies, but it has this kind of romantic element that really, like, I think improves and enhances the way that you see the world. Like, I'm going to pursue my values the way that Liam Neeson does. You can't do that with Equalizer as much. I mean, you could say that I'm going to go out and rescue people randomly and, you know, or be altruistic and give up all of my stuff to help some stranger, but Liam Neeson is a better model of, like, I'm going to, you know, whatever happens, I'm going to save you like Liam Neeson, right? Like taken, like I, I will find you. I've, I'll, I will develop my particular set of skills. You can't do that with Equalizer. So both movies are cool. I think taken is more romantic and therefore it's better for us as humans to live a better life. It's better for like a younger, you know, I don't know like what age you want to show your kids to, but it's better for kids to see more movies like taken and, you know, at a younger age, maybe for something like this, like 12, 13, 14, 15, like still formative ages to see a, an action movie. I mean, I think they could see it younger, but that's a parental decision. But it'd be, it's really effective, I think, because it, it shows them that this is how you pursue values doggedly, right? It is an action movie. So when someone takes your values, this is what you do. This is what it looks like. So, you know, if someone were to try to stop you from pursuing your career, pursue it like don't kill people, but pursue it like Liam Neeson pursued saving his daughter's life, right? Like doggedly like that. So that, that's all I wanted to say. Just some random thoughts after the gym that, um, if which one was better. And, uh, you know, thank you for, for those who comment. Please keep commenting if you're interested. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Taken 1, Taken 2, and any other action movies like that. You know, what are some good romantic action movies where the character is worthy of emulation, like Liam Neeson's character in Taken? Till next time.